You're listening to MOG Channel. Welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we'll help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be examining a text of scripture, Matthew 26, actually, verse 31. It says, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be what? Scattered. Now, Jesus was saying this right in the Passover or the Lord's Supper, the feast of Passover that occurred, you know, before he was taken, before he went out to the Garden of Gethsemane and was, you know, arrested you know, tried and crucified. But then he says to the disciples that they will be made to stumble because of him this night. Right? Um, I always say stumble, that is, they will be made to fall, obviously. They will be made to stumble, they will be made to fall. And to better understand that, it's not that it just means they will be, they would be tempted to do wrong or something wrong. And the context of this, actually, if you look at because the next text it says i will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered this is a prophecy from the old testament that was referring to jesus talking about what was going to happen at the night said i will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered so in other words he was saying that all of them would abandon him they would strike the shepherd he is the shepherd he is the good shepherd and the sheep the flock will be scattered all of them (laughs) you see so it was a prophecy so, what I want to highlight in this particular text is this, the, or, or the question we want to ask and then solve is, is it that they were all prophesied to stumble? That is, by prophecy, God ensured that all of them were going to stumble, were going to fall, were going to abandon him, were going to fall into temptation. Is, is it God that predestined them you know, to do this? Because there are some people who believe that they don't have free will some people believe that everything is predestined so every action you are taking now has been determined by god everything that you are doing god has 100 percent say you are just like a robot but that doesn't just doesn't make sense it really doesn't make sense and so we just want to you know look at the text and see what truly happened okay so i will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be what scattered Alright, now, if you look, read down to verse 33, Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. I will never be made to stumble, (laughs) which is quite interesting. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, this night before the roster crows, you will deny me three times. Are you seeing that? So you can see that the stumbling there has a lot to do with abandoning Jesus denying jesus you know washing your hands of him preserving yourself not standing by him so peter says again verse 35 peter said to him even if i have to die with you i will not deny you and so said all his disciples so those of you who give peter a hard time his disciples also said the same thing all of them said look we will not deny you we will stand 
by you till the very end. They all made promises. Do you have friends or people like that in your life who make promises like that? We will be with you in trouble. We will deliver you. We long life will satisfy you. We will show you our salvation. We will we'll be with you. We will be with you. They said all that stuff, powerful stuff, lovely stuff, and I'm sure they actually meant it. They actually meant it, you see? But then, Bible now tells us why they stumbled, because we know they all stumbled. If you look at verse, um, that will be verse, that's Matthew 26, verse 58. It says, in the B part of it, it says, then all the disciples forsook him and fled. So as... Jesus predicted all of them fled. All of them ran away. All of them left him. And for good measure, what we now come back to Peter, because Peter actually still followed, right? And I think if you look at another version, that is, this is Matthew, if you look at one of the other Gospels, you're going to see that there was actually one of the other disciples, I think John or someone, who had access to, because it was the high priest's courtyard or the house of the high priest that they all went to that is to try jesus and the courtyard of high priest, i think some one of the other disciples had access so went in there actually went in there too but then peter see what the bible said peter peter went to the courtyard and he was he mingled with the servants because peter still let me see this to the end peter was still you know a bit steadfast but then we see what happened that jesus's prophecy about peter also came to pass because Three people came up to him and said, we know you, we know you, we know you. And you know what he said? He said, I do not know this man. In fact, verse 74 says, then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. He tried to say, ah, almost like, big God, what are you trying to say? May God punish me if I know this man. That kind of thing. And so he separated himself from Jesus. So the question would be, what is it? Why is it that these men could not keep their commitment to Jesus? These men could not be steadfast. In what they said why what happened to them why did they abandon jesus of course um to be fair there were things they did though that looked um like they were not you know in an in that abandoned mood there were things they did for example if you look at um the same peter actually if you look at verse that was or just still in 26 chapter 26 it says um that should be verse 51 and suddenly one of those who were with Jesus, we know this from one of the other four gospel accounts, that was Peter. He says, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. That is when they came for Jesus. You know, Judas had kissed Jesus and said, this is the one, the one I kiss is the one who is just, and he kissed him, betrayed him, and then they grabbed Jesus. So Peter pulled his sword out to fight <laughs> and, you know, sought to struck the servant of the high priest's ear. To say, look, man, what with Jesus? What are you saying? All the grand grand. But what happened was that when Jesus just said to him, verse 52, but just said to him, put your sword in its place, right? For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. And so Jesus basically was saying, this is not the way. Because if you read down, you see he was talking about verse 54. How, how then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must thus happen? So he was saying that if you don't let them take me, if this does not happen, how will the scriptures be fulfilled about my death? Right? Because he had to die for all the sins of the world. So, when Peter saw this, when the disciples saw this, because they had thought, oh, to be with him to the very end was that they were all going to fight to the end and die with him. 
But when they saw that he just let them take him, because they still did not understand the counsel of God, they just let them take him and all that. They all just went weak. <laughs> they all just went weak. That was when they just, you know, in, in Nigerian vernacular, they, they just say, the guy, I, I just weak. <laughs> I just weak and they all scared and say, ah, this one, <laughs> let him not arrest me too. In fact, the Bible talks about one guy called Mark. I think it was it Mark or Luke that in his own case, the Bible says that they grabbed him, he let go of the, you know, he was, I think he had this big cloth around him, maybe, I don't know, like a blanket around, that's how he went. They grabbed him or grabbed that thing and like, just like Joseph, <laughs> Potiphar's wife, he, the guy let the thing go and ran back home naked. <laughs> so they, they actually, like, they all deserted him. That's what I'm trying to say. But the question is why? The answer lies in the same chapter 26. Look at verse 37. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. This was at the Garden of Gethsemane. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Stay here and pray with me. That's actually what it means. So, how do I know that? Because verse 41 says, Watch and pray. He said to them, Watch and pray. So, he says, Stay here and watch. Watch with me. He now says he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You need to know that that night there were different shades of temptation going on. For example, there was a temptation, you know, with um, was regarding Jesus, who was being very, very sorrowful. He had been saying he was going to die, but then the death was dawning on him. This is what I'm going to go through. And so, in the place where he was tempted to let this go, he was tempted to abandon the whole thing. Just tempted to, that's why he was saying, Father, if there's any other way, is there any other way to save these people? He now said, but not my will, but yours be done. So in other words, he went to the place of prayer because he says, my soul is extremely sorrowful. Then what did he do? He went to pray. He went to pray. Why? We're going to see why. In verse 41 or verse 40, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what? <laughs> He's right there. He said, what? Could you not watch me for one hour? Ah, uh-uh, Peter. Could you know you that you are shouting that you'll be with me? You follow me. You could not watch me for one hour. Verse 41 says, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Are you seeing that? The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Daring we find out what went wrong. Jesus was being tempted to abandon the whole thing. These guys were going to be tempted very very shortly but the difference between Jesus and them is that Jesus went to pray he went to pray why because in the place of prayer he drew strength he said watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the spirit indeed is what willing but the flesh is weak many people quote this text the spirit is willing Ah, when they want to do something the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak no you don't leave the flesh weak he said what you, you, you do something about the flesh which is what you go pray in the place of prayer strength is made available in the place of prayer strength is made available to face temptation now the bible says that god will not let you you know be tempted above what you can handle right if that scripture is true that means that all these disciples could have actually stood with jesus god would not let them be tempted beyond what they can handle it's in the bible 
So, it means that the reason they all stumble was not because prophecy went forth to make sure they all stumble. Just like saying, why did Judas betray, deny G- or betray Jesus? Judas did not betray Jesus because he was predestined. It was a decision. He decided to fill that slot. Yeah, the enemy needed someone to fill that slot. And he stepped in willingly. He yielded to Satan. Even Satan was going around looking for who was going to fill that slot of betrayal. And he found a vessel, a man in, in whom he was so pleased. And he went and dwelt in the man's heart. The man was Judas. And Judas betrayed him. At this point, he was hard or so hardened. Betrayed him because of money, because of greed. You see that? He yielded his heart. So the same with these guys. He said, watch and pray, lest you enter into what? Temptation. Lest you be tempted, lest you fall, lest you stumble, lest you deny me. You see that? (laughs) The spirit indeed is willing. In your spirit is the willingness. In your spirit is the desire to follow God. In your spirit is the strength. Say, but the flesh, the body, your desires are weak. It's weak. And so this is where many believers miss it because for us, we don't understand the power of prayer actually to mortify the deeds of the flesh, to destroy carnal desires, to overcome temptation. We don't understand that. God has given us prayer. Prayer is a very, very powerful tool against temptation. Prayer releases strength. Jesus was tempted to let go of the whole thing. But the difference between him and them is that because he was a man, oh, that's why he was feeling sorrowful. That's why he was feeling like the way he was feeling. You get if he was at that point, he was he was Bible talks about how he became as a man, humbled himself, you know, became like a man. So this is God in man, but he's just like man. You see that? The temptations of man, well, the Bible tells us that he was tempted at yet at every point, yet without sin. You see that? But you see, he could have been tempted, he could have sinned, he could have gone against the will of the Father. But he knew the secret. What did he do? He went to pray. So the question about, you know, in all this is for you listening, you know, have you prayed today? Do you, have you learned to draw strength from the place of prayer? When temptations, you know, looks you in the face, when it looks as if, oh my goodness, when it looks as if this, you know, things are, are, are going in a direction that they should not. You are tempted to sin, you are tempted to lust, you are tempted to masturbate, you are tempted to do all those things. Prayer is actually a very serious place to retreat to. You are tempted to lie. You are tempted to, you know, there are many things you could be tempted to do. You could be tempted to, you know, the Bible says, for example, let not the sun go down your anger. Be, be angry, but sin not. You could be upset with somebody and that is, you find yourself that I'm, I'm about to make some certain decisions that are going to be wrong. Go to pray. In the place of prayer, strength will be made available. Strength will be made available. You see that? All of these guys, if they had watched and prayed with Jesus, they would have received strength. Are you seeing that? They would have received what? Strength. So let us understand that. Let us have that clearly in mind. Let us have that clearly in mind that strength will be made available if we can only learn to pray. Hallelujah. (laughs) Strength is made available. Our will can be strengthened. Our decisions can be strengthened. 
So let me say this. If you don't have, if you have friends who don't pray, they're not reliable. If you don't pray, you're not reliable as a friend. Surround yourself with people who pray because you know that because of their prayer life, because they are drawing strength from the Spirit of God, they don't rely on just natural strength. They are stable, trustworthy people that can stand by you and you can stand by them. They can, they can, they can swear to their own heart. They can stand by decisions. They can stand by promises. The power of that, you know, that gives integrity comes from place of prayer. These people can be relied, relied on. They can be trustworthy. So, get yourself a praying person as a friend and you be a steady praying person. Hallelujah. Okay. So, guys, that is it for today's episode. I believe you've been blessed. Make sure you share this with somebody. Someone just might need to hear these words. So, you'll be blessing people. You'll be helping people. You'll be bringing people out of different kinds of situations you you just don't know about. And you'll be honoring God. Okay? Alright, guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.sen. P-S-T dot E-S-S-I-E-N. See you there.